Hello, friends. The NBA season is over, but it's never really over, is it? It's a 12-month season. We got the draft coming up in two weeks, free agency coming up July 4th, which is going to be very exciting. But um, first, I wanted to touch on my final, final thoughts on the NBA Finals, all right? Before it even happened, I was complaining about how boring it was going to be. You guys can listen to my podcast from two weeks ago. Basically said how upset I was that this is going to be a four or five game series. All the storylines have already been made. And I think that I was pretty spot on. I have to make one comment that I think is important. I am really, really upset about the way LeBron James handled himself from game three and four to the post game of game four. Um, Essentially, he threw in the towel. I don't know if you guys noticed this. He was not playing hard at all in game four. He literally gave up. He had no gas in him. And game three was the same thing. He didn't even attempt to guard Kevin Durant. He forced everybody else to switch on to Kevin Durant because he knew that he couldn't, he couldn't guard him. He didn't want to get torched by Kevin Durant. He would have been embarrassed. So I really think LeBron James has taken a hit in my book. Not only that, I was really, really annoyed that before game four started, he was already talking about how much better the Warriors are. They're, they're top five. When you match it up against our top five, obviously they have more talent than us guys. Saying things like that. Um, talking about how not only do you have to have talent, you have to have high basketball IQ. So basically just insulting his teammates. And then what really put me over the edge was after game four, he showed up to the post-game press conference in a cast. You didn't have to do that, LeBron. You didn't have to show up to that in a hand cast, okay? You could have waited until you got home. But nope, you want the built-in excuse that you hurt your hand. You want people to ask you, what happened to your hand, man? As if you aren't already going to steal enough of the spotlight going in because you already knew that every single person was going to ask you about your free agency upcoming. So I was really, really annoyed. And I think LeBron James went down in my book, a couple of notches because of the way that he acted, all right? It really bothered me. I mean, this guy, don't get me wrong, he's a great father, great philanthropist. He's never been in the off-court trouble, but I don't like that he was basically just making excuses the entire last week for why he's going to lose and then showing up in a cast. I thought it was pathetic, pathetic, Um, but that's enough of that. And I'm going to toot my horn one time. You guys can also listen to the old podcast. I got only one series wrong this entire NBA playoffs. The Pelicans versus the Blazers. I thought the Blazers were going to win in six, I think I said. That's the only series I picked wrong the entire playoffs. So I'm very proud of that. You know, I take pride in picking my games right because I do know basketball. That's why I want you guys to keep listening to this the upcoming season. I'm going to be doing preseason picks. But more, um, more upcoming is the draft. And the free agency. And I do think the free agency is going to be a lot of fun. So we've got a lot of players coming up. You know, Paul George, he's pretty much already etched in stone as he's going to L.A. Um, You know, there's even been, like, C.J. McCollum, I think, made a joke on a podcast about how, oh, Paul is going to enjoy the beach next year. Because these guys are friends. I mean, they talk to each other. Things like that are already known amongst the players. Like, Paul George is going to the L.A. That's, that's, That's set in stone. What's not set in stone is going to be LeBron, all right? Even though I just gave him shit, it is going to be fun. It is going to be a lot of fun watching his free agency because it's going to drag out over a while. You know, there's like six or seven teams that people put out there right now that he's definitely going to take meetings with. Oh, the Spurs, the Rockets, the Sixers. But I think there's a lot of teams 
I think at least 10 teams are going to get a meeting or at least get in his ear. That's a third of the league. There's teams that nobody's even talking about that I think have a decent chance. Um, I think the class example of that is the New York Knicks. Don't understate the New York market and what LeBron thinks of that. Not only that, him and David Fisdale have a great relationship. They loved each other when they were in Miami together. When David Fisdale got fired by the Grizzlies earlier this year, LeBron came out and was so critical of the Grizzlies, okay? So don't understate that relationship either. LeBron really likes David Fisdale. He'd be able to stay in the East. He'd be in the New York market. They got decent young players. Porzingis will come back. I think Hardaway has a lot of potential. And also, Hardaway grew up in Miami, Florida, and he was blossoming, I think, as a high school senior when LeBron was in Miami. So again, don't understate that, guys. These are relationships that are important. So I'm just trying to make the point that there's so many teams that are in play. And then I thought something was super interesting also that I was watching was Jalen Rose, Chauncey Billups, and Paul Pierce talking about how Chauncey and Jalen basically said they want LeBron to stay. They go, what team can LeBron join that's going to put them over the top next year to beat the Warriors? And Paul Pierce said, the Celtics. And at first glance, that's a stupid comment, right? Because they laughed. They're like, oh, well, Kyrie just left Cleveland to get away from him, and now he's just going to join him. But if you think about it, that's actually the correct answer to the question. What team can LeBron join next year that is going to put them over the top to beat the Warriors? The Celtics are actually the answer to that question. And even though people think that's unrealistic, you know what's totally possible? It's totally possible that Kyrie Irving left Cleveland because he was so sick of Dan Gilbert and management. It's totally possible that him and LeBron could reunite and the Celtics actually would be better than the Warriors if LeBron joined that team. So that's actually a realistic answer. So I don't know if that's going to happen, but the point is there are so many teams that are going to be in contention for LeBron, at least a third of the league. It's going to be a lot of fun. Um, and I don't really think he's coming back to the Miami Heat. I mean, I'm a huge Miami Heat fan, but I think that I don't think D. Wade needs that type of pressure at this point in his career. I don't think he's going to retire, but that would be a lot of pressure then if LeBron came back. And, you know, that decision would be made as a joint group between the both of them. And I think a lot of it is made about how LeBron is going to have to uproot his family from Cleveland. So maybe that's why he'll stay. But if you really think about it, Bronny Jr., when he was probably, I guess, in fifth and sixth grade or whatever the case might be, I'm not sure exactly how old he is, but technically, some of his roots are in Miami. I mean, when he was a young kid, whether it was fourth, fifth, or sixth grade when he was living in Miami, he's got roots in Miami too. So I think that argument for staying in Cleveland can be flipped that he should come back to Miami. Um, besides that, I think I really just wanted to point out that I'm going to try to stay active on this even though it's the offseason. We got the draft coming up in two weeks. I think the draft's going to be a lot of fun as well. I think this draft class has a lot of potential. They're not probably going to be as good as last year's class. I, I mean, I pretty much immediately thought um, right after the draft that this was going to be the best draft class since 2003. And I was right. I had no idea even that guys like Donovan Mitchell were going to break out and be as good as they were. I was just saying that purely based on Ben Simmons and Lonzo Ball. And even though I shouldn't say draft class, technically I should say rookie class. Um, I was pretty spot on with that. I don't think this upcoming year has that type of talent, but there are certain guys who I think have potential to be all-stars pretty quickly. I think Mo Bamba, whatever team gets Mo Bamba, I mean, he should be the number one pick. That guy is incredible. Um, he is a unicorn. 
He is a unicorn on top of a unicorn. He is Kristaps Porzingis, but faster, longer, and probably going to be a lot better within a year or two. So I just wanted to let you guys know I'm going to stay on it. Uh, keep listening. Toddcast isn't going to go anywhere. The NBA is a 12-month season, and I appreciate all you guys sticking with me, and uh, there'll be more to come.